This episode of the Chapter Next podcast is being brought to you by our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service, recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. Pump 5 delivers quality car service directly to our members' cars. Do you hate going to the gas station? Our specially trained service providers will bring the gas directly to your car. Do you have no time to have your car detailed? Do you need tire services? Our members use our app to have our service providers bring their skills directly to their cars wherever their car is parked. So how does your morning look? Do you have to take the kids to school? Do you have to get up at ungodly hours to go to work? Are you desperately missing those last 20 minutes of sleep because you know you told yourself the night before that you had to go to the gas station? Well, our members enjoy a life where they can just get up, walk outside, get into their freshly cleaned, full tank cars and go about their day. We want you to be able to enjoy that too. So be sure to check our website at www.pump5, that's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E dot com. Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. I am Talithia Thompson. I'm a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, and right now I'm just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose. Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast, uh, where we are, our goal is to make sure we are celebrating women who have turned 40 and beyond and have decided that whatever they have going on in their life is just not enough. Or whether they decided to make the change on their own, or whether life decided for them, the, the gist was, life just got to be not enough and they decided to pivot. And that pivot included them doing something that they were passionate about, something that they love, or sharing something about themselves that they just knew the world needed. And so that's where we are. So I would like to welcome Pamela Robinson um, from the 40 Plus um, Duffelbutt Club in Chicago. Uh, Illinois. You, yeah, it's in Chicago, right? I know it's in Illinois. We started in Chicago, yes. Okay, that's what I remember. Um, and y'all started back in May of 2016, right? Yes. Like you've been going on a little bit. I heard, um, just from what I understand in the beginning, from the very beginning when you launched, people were like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and the more women heard, the more people that were interested. Uh, tell, tell me a little bit more about how you got started. So we started, um, like you said, in May of 2016. Um, I was going through a lot of uh, personal challenges at the time. And I was, I knew that I needed to find a happy place, but mm -hmm. I didn't know where that was gonna be or what that was gonna look like. But I was at a friend's house, it was Memorial Day, 2016. I was at my friend's house. Uh, getting something to eat because she was having a barbecue and I was really in a going through a period of depression at the time so I didn't even want to go to her house to you know socialize and everything but I was hungry so I was just going <laughs> to get a plate and then I was going to go back home but while I'm making my plate there were kids there there were grown-ups there and um the people in the kitchen started talking about how kids these days are so different than the way we were when we were growing up. Cause the young people that were there were all sitting around on their iPhones. And we were like, man, back in the day, if it was nice outside, we would be outside jumping rope, playing mm -hmm. hopscotch, doing all of this fun stuff. And we were like, kids don't know anything about that anymore. So we just started talking. And as we mentioned double Dutch, I said something, they were like, man, uh, we should never stop jumping double dutch. I wish I could do that now. I said, oh yeah, I got a double dutch rope in my trunk. You want me to bring it out? So 
I brought my rope out and I just had it in the trunk because maybe once or twice a year at family functions or barbecues, whatever, I might bring it out and, you know, everybody would get excited and jump and then that would be it. And then you'll bring it out again in another eight, nine months. And so it was kind of like that, but I always kept it in my trunk because it doesn't take up any space. You know, it's not heavy. So I just always kept that plastic clothesline in my trunk. So I brought it out that day. We started jumping and we only jumped probably for about 30 minutes. But for that 30 minutes, I completely forgot about all of the stuff that was going on in my life. So the next day I um, went to my friend Katrina's house. Katrina was one of the people, whenever I would bring out my jump rope, she would always, it would take her immediately back to her glory days. Clearly she was the double Dutch queen of her playground. And so when I decided, I was like, you know what? We need to start doing this regularly. So I told Katrina, I said, we need to get a group of women together and start jumping rope. I said, this is going to be my therapy. I said, because while I was jumping, I completely forgot about everything. Mm -hmm. And she said, if that's what you want to do, because she knew um, firsthand what I was going through at the time. She said, if that's going to help you, then I'll be right there with you. She said, and even if nobody else shows up, we'll tie the rope to the fence and me and you will jump. And I was like, (laughs) let's do it. So we posted, exactly. That's what we used to do. If nobody else could come outside, but you and your sister, then y'all just had to make it work. Mm -hmm. I posted something on my Facebook page the next day and a lot of people responded. And I said, anybody over 40 want to get together and jump rope? And they were like, yeah, let's do it. I'm in, I'm in. So a bunch of people responded. I think I probably got like 75 responses, but the day that we decided to meet, I think maybe only 15 people came, but 15 mm. people to jump double Dutch. That's a good number. You only need three. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we started jumping and we started meeting um, twice a week, once in the South suburbs and once in the city. And we would meet on Thursdays and Saturdays. And we did that the summer of 2016, summer of 2017, summer of 2018. And then okay. in 2019, in May of 2019, we were featured on a local TV show called Windy City Live. And once we were featured on Windy City Live, within one week, they posted it on their Facebook page. And within one week, we went from about 50 local Chicagoland members on our Facebook group page to over a thousand members nationwide. And so everything kind of blew up in 2019 Mm -hmm. when we were featured on that show. And it was just amazing to me to see how many women needed this type of outlet. And so it's just grown from there. Now we have over 12,000 members. That scene, and I'm not surprised, really. Honestly, even when I heard it, my whole, everything in my whole being lit up. <laughs> like I was so excited about it. You know what? Yeah. Let's take that out when this is done. We need to have something here in the Washington. But, um, and I and I thought over twelve thousand members. How's the house is it doing now? Are y'all still meeting in the winter? And what are y'all doing in the summer? Like it's COVID? been a How struggle. So COVID yeah. was a struggle. Um, we you know when everything was shut down from March because we had been meeting indoors. Um, because at first initially we were just doing this double dutch in the summertime, but then once it blew up after everybody. Uh, from everywhere started coming out and we started getting different groups in different cities and states. They didn't want to stop in the winter time. So for the colder months, we found indoor locations. So in 2019, we all had indoor locations that we were jumping in. So we were doing it year round and it was great. 
but then COVID hit in March. So we were still jumping indoors, but then everything had to stop. Everybody had to quarantine. So we stopped and we were doing some stuff virtually on the page, but of course it wasn't the same. Uh, So I think we were allowed to play outside again in June. And so when we started back in June, we were outside in the parking lots again, but we had to put in some of the uh, safety measures. So, of course, everybody has to wear their mask the whole time. Mm-hmm. We were doing contactless temperature checks and we had our hand sanitizer. We're spraying down all the equipment and we were practicing social distancing as much as possible. So instead of the 50 foot ropes, we were using the 100 foot ropes so we could spread out. So we were doing some things to make sure that we were, you know, following all of the COVID guidelines, the recommended guidelines. But then it got cold. And so we like, okay, we already had to deal with the COVID. Now we're dealing with the cold. So then we ordered all of this gear because we always want to look like a team. We want to look like we're in uniform. So Mm -hmm. we had our t-shirts and our tank tops and stuff, which is fine when you're jumping outside or when you're jumping inside. But when you're jumping outside and you're in Chicago and it's 50 degrees, 40 degrees, Mm -hmm. 30 degrees, we had to start bundling up. So now we got got hoodies, we got uh, pullovers, we got jackets, scarves, hats all kind of stuff so that we could bundle up and we're like okay we're about to make this a winter sport so we jumped probably until about mid-december it was 33 degrees outside we were still jumping outside that's nuts so bad (laughs) freezing out there i mean it's dark outside because it gets dark at 4 30 so we outside in the dark and the cold and i'm like okay y'all we getting carried away now this is too like much. Enough is enough. Huh? <laughs> enough is enough. We're going to have to put this on hiatus until the weather gets up to at least 40. So yeah. we're just waiting until the weather improves a little bit. Like I think today is 30, 36 maybe. When it's nice outside, then I post that, okay, we're going to be out. But some of our groups, like our Phoenix group, they're jumping outside with no problem. They're sending mm-hmm. us pictures. They're posting pictures with tank tops and palm trees in the background. So some of the groups are still able to jump. And then even our New Jersey groups, our Philly groups, they're bundling up and getting out there. But, you know, it just really depends on how the women who are in it feel. Are they okay with getting frostbite jumping double dutch? Right. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like it's one of those things where once it gets to like negative 10, when it gets to 30 again, it feels kind of bonus. But I can right. you're right. going from like, you're right. The 30. So that makes uh-huh. sense. I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so what are one of the, some of the good things, the unexpected things that have happened? I mean, you knew the jump and roping was going to happen. You knew that part would be fun. But when you're sitting back and you're watching people jump and talking and laughing and having fun, like, what are your thoughts? What are the thing like, is, I, didn't I knew that a lot of us would would want to relive those double dutch memories again because that Mm -hmm. was such a a big part of our childhoods and such a positive experience and you know we were having fun but we were working out and so at our age we always looking for ways to work out but a lot of us don't really like working out but we like jumping double dutch so now you like working out because you like jumping double dutch so that part i wasn't very surprised about what is surprising is the bonds that have formed and um, just the the acknowledgement, the fact that this is so much more than just double dutch. There are people who um, 
have met people who they're like sisters now. I have some people in my group that I just knew. I thought these two ladies were sister-in-laws because they call each other sisters. They met each other last year at Double Dutch. And one of them, her husband just died about two weeks ago. And the other one, she's letting us know everything that's going on and uh, when the services are. And she said, I'm there, I'm right there with her. I'm by her side. You know, I'm not going to let my sister be by herself. And then I was talking to one of our other members and she said, you know, they just met. And I'm like, no, that's her sister-in-law. They always say that's her, that they're sisters. And she said, they met at Double Dutch. They were not sisters. They did not know each other. Hello. I'm like, are you serious? And you don't see one without the other now, ever. And there's so much of that going on where there's so many people that have told me this group is exactly what I needed, not just for my physical health, but for my emotional health, for my spiritual health. This is one of the things that I have to look forward to every week. This group has been a lifesaver for me. This group has made so much of a difference in my life. So I didn't expect that. I just thought it was something fun to do, but it's so much more than that. It really is. That is awesome. And I feel like we as women need that. It's like as mm -hmm. we get older, you kind of go through your 20s and you got a whole bunch of friends. And then you get right. to like your 30s where you just need to start cutting people off or life mm -hmm. happening or whatever. And then by the time you get to your 40s, it's like you still have folks that you know. But as far as like close friendships, like that's not really something that we are always very good at. Mm -hmm. So it's good to hear that somebody, you know, I bet that was exciting to see. Mm -hmm. Oh, anything else? <laughs> I mean, but there's there's so much of that. There's a lot yeah. of that. Even the ladies that are my brand ambassadors, I talk to them all day, every day. We're so you know how you have your your COVID circle. They're all in my circle. They're coming over here tonight. They were over here last night. Uh, we were together on Sunday night. We're together all the time, all the time. A year and a half ago, I didn't know these women. I didn't know them. <laughs> I cannot imagine my life without them now. Good. So it's, it's amazing. You don't have to right. y'all. Put that out. So when you are um actually when y'all are actually together and y'all out and y'all are jumping double dutch to people, like what exactly do you be thinking? Like just looking around at everybody and kind of feeling like this started with just like me and twelve people. Like what how do you feel right. about it? It's now? amazing. When me and Katrina, you know, sometimes we sit back and we're like, Wow look at god and it just shows mm -hmm. the power of god and the fact that god could bring so many women together over a double dutch rope because that's what he used to bring us all together mm -hmm. and it's just amazing and to me i just feel like anybody who doesn't believe in god you see something like that and you gotta admit that ain't nothing but mm -hmm. god yeah because there's so there. many women mm -hmm. right so many women, everybody has a positive attitude. There's no backbiting. There's no competition. There's no judging. And, you know, some of our meetups, we have like 50 women coming out. And it's 50 women. Everybody's laughing and talking and having a great time and encouraging and uplifting each other. And it's just an amazing thing to be a part of. I love it. Very good. That was awesome. Thank you for seeing us. Uh, how does it feel to be doing something that you're so passionate about? I feel like I've, I've heard before, like, you know, if you're doing something that you're passionate about, if you're doing something you love, you never feel like you're working. You, it never feels like a day of work. Is that true? Or is it just sometimes? Like, how, how does that work for you? No, it's all, it's true for me. It's definitely true for me because I have friends. I don't know how much 
my story is that I have been a stay-at-home mom since my mm -hmm. youngest son was born in 2001. In 2018, my husband filed for divorce. And one of his reasons was because he decided he wanted me to get a quote unquote real job. I have a master's degree, but because of the fact that I haven't been in the workforce since 2001, it was very difficult for me to find a traditional job. So I've just done things. I've done real estate. I managed my daughter's bakery. My daughter opened up uh, Jordy Cakes, her bakery when she was um, 19 years old. So I helped her with that. My son is a, a freelance photographer, I mean, a freelance artist. And then I have another son who's majoring in film in Arizona, oh, at Arizona State. So, raising kids. I, right. So I poured into my kids. <laughs> right. Right. So I poured into my kids, but then after they didn't need that anymore, I mean, my youngest is a sophomore in college. It was like, okay, what are you going to do now? Mm -hmm. And then the double Dutch thing happened. And I never looked at that as a job, but it's turned into a job. And, you know, people always say when you're passionate about something, you'll do it even if you're not getting paid. So I'm not getting mm -hmm. paid for this, but I will get up in the morning. I start responding to emails and inboxes at 530 in the morning. Ooh, I will yeah. spend hours packaging up t-shirts and sending them out to people and calling people and talking to them and uh, setting up new groups in different cities. And it doesn't feel like I'm working because I see, <laughs> right, all of that. And I enjoy every single bit of it, every single bit of it, even though, no, I'm not getting as much sleep. I'm probably not getting as much sleep as I would if I had a nine to five. Cause this isn't mm -hmm. nine to five to me, but that's okay. Cause I feel like God is using me to help other women. And there's no amount of money that, that I could be paid for that. Mm -hmm. Cause it's worth it. Just knowing that I'm here and I have finally found my purpose. I think for the first part of my mm -hmm. life, my purpose was to raise my kids. But now that my mm -hmm. kids are grown, now my purpose is to help other women. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what I'm doing. And I don't need to get paid for that. I love it. But we have to work out a way for you to get paid. It's, it doesn't <laughs> matter my it's there. We can figure it out. It's, it's, <laughs> the money's there. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll talk to that another time. But yeah, <laughs> that is beautiful. I ain't kidding. I, I feel like it's just one of those things where when you finally figure out what you're supposed to do, like you can't help but be, be passionate about it. And even right. listening to you talk about it, it's genuine. Like it's not mm -hmm. like you're like, you know, let me go on and work this out. Like I feel mm -hmm. like it's really something you love. And that's, is. that is beautiful. You ain't going for that. Don't with the bad stuff. So people say, well, a lot of times I feel like when you talk to people about like 40 plus year old women, they always focus on like, it's too late. Or, so, and whether it comes from other women or whether it comes from like the world, I feel like people will be like, you're too young for that. Or, you know, you should have done that when you were younger in your twenties or whatever. And like, it's too late to dream. What's your response to that? Like, how do you feel about the whole idea of 40 being too late for anything? I mean, my ma mantra now, now that I'm over 40, I'm 50 now, but once I hit 40, I was like, oh no, it's never too late. It's never too late to follow your dreams. It's never too late to find a new passion. And that's another thing I had to tell my soon to be ex-husband. Um, I started modeling at 45 and he was like, you're too old. Nobody's going to pick you. Nobody's going to want you to model for them. They want younger people. And I'm like, watch me, watch me. 
You know, what? if you believe in yourself, <laughs> if you believe in yourself and you believe that God can do all things, mm -hmm. then there will be a space for you if you're willing to work for it and work at it. And as long as you're willing to work for it and work at it, it's never too late. It's mm -hmm. never too late. So no, I don't believe that at all. And back in the day, I was talking to my friend. Um, her birthday is the day before mine, and we just turned 50 in October. And we were saying, man, you remember back when we were in college? We thought 30 was old. We were mm -hmm. like, ugh, 30 is old. Then we just knew 40 was old. And we were like, at 50, you may as well be dead at 50. And we were like, <laughs> now, 50 ain't old at all. What were we thinking? Because we're not old. But I... I don't know how it's supposed to feel, but like I'm 44. I'm like, how does 44 feel? I don't feel 44. Like I feel, I don't feel like I thought 44 would feel. Right, me I don't either. Know what I was expecting. Me. But either. I know it's funny. Like even now, when I'm like, I got friends that are 50. I'm like, hold up. I got friends that are 50, <laughs> and it, it still don't feel old. This is crazy that now I'm at that age where right back then it just seemed so old. It seemed like so much. Right. Yeah. It really was, and you look awesome. I read somewhere that you uh, you do part time modeling and, uh -huh. and part time acting. Yes, well, I do acting like in commercials, so That's I don't really, I don't really do acting in. I don't do movies. Well, I've done like a a couple of independent films, but it's mm -hmm. really commercials. Modeling is what I really like to do, though, because one of the things one of my goals is to show women that um no matter what your age you mm -hmm. can still embrace your natural beauty yeah. um you don't have to um fall into the belief of this eurocentric standard of beauty mm -hmm. we can be mm -hmm. beautiful with our natural selves our natural bodies our natural hair our natural skin and i want more women to see that so um that was one of the reasons that i wanted to start doing the modeling is so that younger women and older women could see you don't have to conform to what society is telling us is beautiful right because we are beautiful in our own right we don't have to be like anybody else to be beautiful so um, and you don't need to change you up you don't need a new face. exactly you be, new, you. Mean, be you I love it. Look, send us some pictures. We'll put them on the podcast too. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> Maybe that'll help things go a little farther for you. Um, I did get the one though. I did get the one for you. So as far as, so like you were saying, like back when you were in your 20s and your 30s and it felt like 50 and 40 was so old, what would you tell her? What would you tell that 20, 30 year old that is like, oh my goodness, 30, 40 is so old, 50 is so old. Like, what do you want her to know? I mean, I feel like your age is only, you're only as old as you feel. Mm -hmm. So if you don't feel like 40 is old, then 40 is not old. If you don't right. feel like 50 is old, then 50 is not old. But I also would tell anybody of any age, own your age. It's proof yeah. that you've lived. Mm -hmm. Own your age. Don't lie about your age. People that aren't proud about their age, I always wonder about those people. And I'm like, why are you lying about your age? Mm -hmm. If you weren't this age, what would the alternative be? Right? Consider the alternative for real. My mom, yeah, so, my she said that all the time. Right. You got to be proud of every year, every experience, everything you've gone through has made you into the person that you are today. I love it. And then. So what's your vision for the participants of the uh, 40 plus double dutch club 
Like, what do you hope that, that each one of them gets or understands and walks away with? My vision is just for people to have a positive experience and um, an opportunity to meet new women and to enhance not only their lives, but the lives of everybody that they interact with. I think mm-hmm. God puts us here on this earth to be in community with other people and to use our lives to glorify him. So if we can all do that together, then that's what I want to happen. Now, people have asked me before, what's my vision for the 40 plus double Dutch club? And I can't even answer that question anymore because it's already gone so far beyond what I ever would have thought would have happened. And so the Bible verse that I refer to all the time is now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or imagine because God has taken this so far beyond what Katrina and I ever had in mind. We just thought we were going to be playing outside once or twice a week (laughs) with a few of our friends from church and from the neighborhood. We had no idea that we we have a group in Israel now. I was just messaging her today. Wow, that's awesome. It's amazing. I'm like, can you say international? That ain't nothing but God. It's nothing but (laughs) God. That is awesome. So I'm like, I can't even say what my vision is because God's vision is so much bigger than mine. And I'm just going to let him do his thing. And I'm just going right? to sit back and go along with for the ride. <laughs> like, you go ahead. Just tell me what to do next. Right. Exactly. Okay. So do you have any um, suggestions or tips or resources for women over one of the things I wanted to work into the podcast was at the end, the um, other women that we talked to, like y'all, we all have. You know how you always like one conversation away from that little bit of information that you wish you had known, like in life. So can you think of anything that like you may have or any suggestions, something for self-care or just anything that you might want to share with women that you feel like, okay, you need to know this. Every time I talk to not women, like women our age, they get it. I feel like every time I talk to other people like men about like what I want the podcast to be about, just the whole idea of the chapter next. You know, you had the chapter where you were raising your kids. You had the, or actually even before then, you had the chapter when you were like in college thinking mm-hmm. you were grown. And the chapter, you know, you were married, you're raising your kids. Then they were teenagers and they didn't need you as much anymore, but they were still home. Mm-hmm. And then now, what, for whatever reason, you had to do this pivot. And mm-hmm. every time I talk to them about it, just the whole idea of approaching the next chapter. So whether that's a new business, going back to school, or just whatever you, a new career path, you know what I mean? Or whatever people want to do. What this is about is that next chapter. As women kind of look at whatever they really have wanted to do. And that thing where they was like, man, when I was younger, I, I wish I had done this. So I regret. And I wish I had done this. People always are like, oh, you mean like the midlife crisis podcast? And it's funny because, you know, here again, I feel like women have gotten it. You know what I mean? Women are like, yeah, which is exactly good because that's what I'm talking to anyway. You know what I mean? But, what is your response to that? What is your response to the whole idea of a midlife crisis? Because I don't feel like it's a midlife crisis. I feel like it's a you, you're getting your dust in a row. It's like it's about time that all that good and beautiful and powerfulness in there that we should have been using anyway all our lives probably, but we had to wait because we didn't know <laughs> we were focused on other stuff. Like now is it time. You know what I mean? So what's your response to that? How do you feel about that? I personally think that men go through a midlife crisis. But that's a whole nother podcast. You don't want to get me started. You don't want to get me started on that. But I think for a lot of women, we experience maybe a midlife crossroads where we come to a point where we're like, okay, this is what I did 
up till this point. Now, what am I going to do next? Like you said, what's next? So that's a crossroads. It's not a crisis because what I do next can be even bigger and better than what I did for the first half of my life. And so now I'm at a point where I can focus more on me because when the kids are grown and gone, when you've worked, I mean, the people who have worked at a career, a lot of people our age are retiring or getting ready to retire. And so they're at a crossroads and they have to figure out what do I do now? Now you're at a point where you can do something you always wanted to do. You did what you were supposed to do. You did that. You can check that off your list. You did that. Mm -hmm. You succeeded. You accomplished that. Now you get to do something you've always wanted to do. What did you dream of? What what was your passion? What's something that you really want to pour yourself into? Because now you have the opportunity to get it. And you might not be able to do it at 40. Maybe you could do it at 50. Maybe you can do it at 55, maybe 60. But at some point, you need to take that time to focus on you and to do you. So once my husband left, my kids were grown and gone, I was like, okay, I'm finally going to get a chance to do me. I got married at 21. Right. I can finally do me. I never got to do me before. Now right. I can. I cook when I feel like it. If I feel like it, I can leave the house when I want to. I don't have to tell anybody when I'm coming back. I don't have to get anybody mm -hmm. to practice, to school, to it. I don't have to do any of that. It's all about me. It is. I love it. I love the answer. And I love the idea of like women. It's not a crisis. It's not, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a crossroads. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm a, that will definitely be in the, in the recording. Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that will not be, it's beautiful because it's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And even when I was telling him about it, I was like, it's not even like I'm sad and I'm upset and, I'm a, and I don't like this part of my life. It's not that. What it is is kind of looking at this thing and being like, no, what do I want to do? Right. I feel like it's, I'm newly divorced too. My divorce is, it was final in September. So sure, I feel like. It must be nice because I've been going through mine for over two years now. I don't know when it's going to be final. You know, <laughs> you that's, know? That's a whole nother podcast also. So keep it moving. It really is. <laughs> I swear, I think part of the reason the divorce went so easy was also tied in a huge part of the reason why I wanted a divorce. So <laughs> that's just how that goes. But I think. It's just one of those things where you just look around and what you're doing, it just ain't, it ain't right no more. And you got to do something about it. And you can't just sit still no more. And then I think you're right. I think we need the whole idea of just being at a crossroads where it's like, okay, either I'm going to work this out. Right. Or I'm going to stay stuck in this situation and live unhappy. Just stop mm -hmm. being an option with what, and I think we as women are so good at that. And I, men might be too. I don't know. I don't pay attention to living that way. <laughs> but I, I don't. I, like you said, for men, it looks like a midlife crisis. It's like they don't like it, so they wig out. I think right. for us, we get to the situation where we're not happy and we don't like it and we start planning. And we're right. like, okay. Exactly. What, what, like you said, what's next? And that's what I did. I feel like I walked around just being like, what do I want? Do I like this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for years. Do I like it or am I just doing this because it's a habit? And it's mm -hmm. one of those things where. I don't know. I just, I'm hoping out of this podcast that it'll, it'll be something that like to help women to figure out, to have them asking questions and answering and finding the answers to themselves. And it sounds like you did a great job of that. I'm so happy. <laughs> like, I feel like it just worked out wonderfully. It, it really did. And I feel like it's something that people need overall. I feel like something mm -hmm. is, is something that people have really needed. So 
So, Pamela, thank you so much for today's interview. It was very informative. I love talking to you. It was so much fun. And I love hearing how the group got started and where it is. I have loved, like, just being able to talk to you and find out, just get all the insight and all the good stuff that we need as far as just finding our passion and doing stuff we love. Um, I say keep it coming. Keep it coming because we all need it. We all need it. Um, thank you. So, before I wrap it up, um, would you like to let our listeners know where they can find you? Like, what is, where, what's all your, your website, your, all your different um, social media outlet pages and things like that? What do, where should they look? Well, if, if your listeners are women over 40 and they grew up jumping double dutch, playing hopscotch, hula hooping, playing jacks, all of the things we did when we were little girls, then they can go to our Facebook group page, 4040 plus, plus sign, double dutch club and answer the three membership questions to join us. The most important membership question is, how old are you? Uh, once you answer that question, if you're over 40, you're in. Um, we don't, we don't um, specify about people having certain skills. There's no skill level. There's, like we said, there's no competition. There's no judging. We are looking for, even people who don't jump double dutch, if you grew up during the double dutch era you must have some memory maybe your friends jump maybe your cousins jump maybe you always wanted to jump we can help you learn how to jump if that's what you want to do um so the best way to get in contact with us is through the facebook group page because we started as a facebook group page and that's how you join our group and see all of our videos and pictures and all of our interaction we also have a website www.40plusdoubledutchclub.com and we have uh, we're on Instagram 40plus underscore double dutch club and we have Twitter but I'm not good with Twitter so we don't really use the Twitter I don't even know what the handle is y'all know I'm a little I'm a little old I'm not real old but I'm a little old and all those different social media things uh, throwing me for a loop. It gets to be a lot. A lot. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And uh, if people wanted to sign up for the Double Dutch Club or to the Dub 40 Plus Double Dutch Club, what should they do? They should go on like, our Facebook page. Start, say if they're like, okay, look, there's, we don't have one in our town. They want to have a new one. What, what, oh, what so anyone who wants to start a 40 Plus Double Dutch Sub Club in their area should inbox me. Pamela Pelt Robinson on Facebook, and I will let you know what you need to do to start a group. Okay. Thank you very much for that information, and I will pass it all to our listeners, and hopefully that will help other women hear it and be just as excited as I was when I heard that it existed. So okay. uh, thank you very much. Hello, ladies. So if you'll remember one of the earlier episodes when I was sharing my experience with just transitioning from working full time for someone else and starting my own business as a business owner, one of the things that I was doing was I was a serial entrepreneur, meaning I was delivering just about everything. I was delivering people, packages, food, all kinds of stuff. But one of the experiences that stuck out to me the most was I was a driver for Lyft, I was an independent contractor for them, and I was also an independent contractor for DoorDash. And the reason I'm mentioning this to you is because I know one of the concerns people that are transitioning have is I just don't have enough money. I can't pay for this, or I don't have any extra money in my world to do whatever this other thing is. And so I would like to encourage you to consider Lyft or DoorDash as a side hustle or just something to do on the side. 
So I'm going to post a link in the show notes. I know right now there's always different promotions that they're having. Right now, if you start driving in my area, you can get up to an $800 bonus for being a Lyft driver. Or if you want to deliver for DoorDash, they offer bonuses as well. So I'm going to include the links for both of those options in the show notes. Feel free to go and look them over, review them, and see if that's something that's interesting to you. If you decide to do it, great. Tell them to leave the essential if you decide not to and that, that those things are not for you. Just do a little more research and see what different gigs or different like side jobs that you could do for a little extra money or to free up a little more time that may be available to you. So thank y'all again for listening. I am Talithia Thompson, a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose. 